Welcome to Training Unleashed, the show that will help you design and deliver training that's off the chain and will make a difference. Now, here's your host, Evan Hackle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting edition of Training Unleashed. Let me start by thanking our sponsors, C-Suite TV and C-Suite Radio. Without them, we wouldn't have a show. We've got an incredible guest today. Um, we've got Gerald Leonard. He's the CEO of Turnberry Premier, and he's an interesting guy, and I think he's going to add a lot of value, and you'll tell pretty much by my first question. Gerald, what does music have to do with business? I'm glad you asked that question, Evan. Uh I've been a musician since the age of 10. Now, what does music have to do with business? There's so much that I learned learning music as a kid that I've applied throughout my career through my projects and through my consulting and as even as I run my business. One of the first things is as a musician, you have to practice to get better. You yeah. have to practice to learn your instrument and you really need to um, kind of master that skill. So when I think about business, um, I think about as a CEO of a company, what are the skills of a CEO? Those are the skills I need to focus on and master and practice and study. Um, as a musician, as a even as a kid learning to play music, I realized I could only go so far by myself. And so I needed a coach. Now, I grew up, I was the youngest of six and so mom and dad were making sure we had food on the table and clothes on our backs and all the things we needed. But if we wanted to do a lot of extra things, we had to kind of take care of that ourselves. And so I learned that I had to go out and mow lawns and do some extra work to make money to then go hire someone to tell me how to get better. <laughs> I never forgot that lesson growing up. And so just out, even, of cur out of curiosity, yes. <laughs> how old were you when you hired your first coach? I think I was probably about 12 years old. Wow. <laughs> wow. What a great life. 12 years old. Because I joined a band with some friends. I talk about this in my TEDx talk. I joined a band with some friends and I was playing guitar. In fact, over my shoulder, you see a little red guitar. Yeah. Steal it from her and play it because I was learning how to play, play piano, but I really liked the guitar. And, you know, I got pretty good with that little thing. But then I joined this band and there's this guy who played like Jimi Hendrix. And I'm going, <laughs> I'm not playing guitar. <laughs> this is not going to work. And so I, I picked up the bass and, you know, learning the bass, you have to learn the whole song. You're playing the whole time. You're supporting everyone. You got to learn the groove. And to get better, I realized, you know what, I need to find a really good bass teacher. So I did find one and he was actually across town. And I found out what he cost and I realized, okay, if I did a couple of lawns, I could get the money and I, I paid him. And once he gave me a lesson, I went back and practiced and practiced and practiced. So when I had my next lesson, he could say, oh, great, you're improving. Let's learn these new things. And that's how I got started on this journey of continuous learning. And so again, from a music standpoint, there's so much we can learn from in the business environment from music, playing together. Um, one of the things you have to do as a musician is you have to really listen. How did I learn to play? At first, I learned by ear. 
I listened. I figured out what the notes were. I listened to different songs on the radio. I also went to concerts and I watched these musicians and I listened. And then when I played in the band, I had to really listen to what everybody else was doing to make sure I blend. So just the art of listening is critical in business. Many times in business, we listen to reply, not to blend, not to yeah. understand. Um, also working together. As a bass player, my my job was sur to surrender to support. That was to support everyone else who was out front shining, and I had to make them look good. As a CEO, my job is to surrender and lead from example, but to make sure that I'm providing the support that everyone else needs to do their job so that we can do this together. So all of these business principles I learned as a kid playing music. So for the for the listeners, the people on the TV show, and by by the way, the TV show is C-Suite TV if you want to watch the show. I am looking at a large number of musical instruments, including pianos, and I can't really tell, but it looks like some stand-up basses and other kind of cool, really cool things. Your book is Symphony of Choices. Yes. And, you know, I I always love whether it is from a musician, because I'm not a musician, but I always love the term symphony in, in terms of business, because I do think that, you know, everyone listening, keeping the sounds, understanding when you're, when your part's important and when you're standing out and having that leader conductor makes sense. But can, you know, this is your third book yes. and you're a TEDx speaker. You got a huge background. Can you guys just give it, can you give our audience just sort of a little, you know, overview, a snippet of, of your, of what your book's about? Sure, sure. This book is in a, it, it, it's a business novel or parable in a symphony orchestra setting. And there's a bass player named Jerry Hall who um, gets the nod and he uh, interviews for and becomes the orchestra manager. And that's a very different skill set. So that's now you're coordinating and planning out the shows, the different symphonies. Uh, you're working with all the musicians. You're basically, you're kind of in the role of a project program, portfolio manager, op operations person, HR person. And so having 20 plus years as a musician, he realized, you know what? I don't know all the things I need to know for this role. And so as he's playing, he realizes I need a coach, I need a mentor. And he remembered taking a class in college with a gentleman named Dr. Carl Richardson, who taught a lot of these principles. And so he reaches out to him and they start having coffee. And in exchange, he gives them season tickets to come to the show with his wife, to all the different mm -hmm. concerts. And they would meet and Carl Richardson would take him through a program of material in small bite-sized chunks and basically help him understand the things that he needs to be doing around the choices of strategic management, how to work with the different stakeholders and how to manage risk in the organization and so on. And so the idea behind a symphony word, it's in a symphony setting, music, a lot of things happening that way, but a symphony is a it has to do with a lot of different moving parts. And the choices are, there are a lot of choices you can make. And so by understanding the process and also having a really good mentor and coach who's been there, done that, he found himself in really good hands and his mentor helped save the concert season by what he learned. Also, he goes through some challenges in his life. Think of um, think of the show Ted Lasso. 
and, yeah. and you, you know, all the drama and excitement of Ted Lasso, it's kind of baked into the book. And so I think of it as the Ted Lasso for decision-making, workplace engagement, and project management is what the book is. Are about. we going to see this on Apple TV anytime soon? I, I am we... hoping so. <laughs> I've actually reached out to some folks at Netflix and Apple to see if they may be interested, but we'll see what happens. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, so, it would be. One of the themes that I get from the research that I did on you and understanding yeah. your book and, and just listening to this conversation is mentoring is a very big part of who you are. And uh, I totally, you know, credit in my life certain mentors for taking me to the next level and, sure. you know, having having my back and and me being able to be vulnerable without the risk of criticism yeah. and, and, and fear. Right. And maybe you could just share what a good, you know, let's take it in steps. Okay. Okay. There, there are companies that actually help create mentorships within their companies. Yeah. But let's ignore that for a second. We'll get there. But if you're in life, how do you go about finding a mentor and how do you work with the mentor once you found them? Okay, excellent. And I'll go back to when I first started using coaches and that was as a kid. So playing base, I want, my goal was to get better, right? My goal was to get better and to really understand the instrument and, and understand music better and learn how to read music and so on. So when I scoured my neighborhood or my city that I lived in, which I grew up in central Florida, in Lakeland, Florida, um, I looked for a bass player who had experience doing what I wanted to do, that he was actually playing in some really good bands in town. He taught at a college level and so on. And so I knew that that was the person for me because he was actually doing the things that I wanted to do. And he had a track record. He had people that that recommended him. And so when I reached out, I found him. I use that same principle today. I've been mentored by Jack Canfield. I've been coached by Les Brown. Um, I've worked with Steve Harrison, who uh, worked with Jack Canfield, a gentleman named John Kramer, who wrote the book, 1001 Ways to Market Your Book. Why did I choose the folks that I chose? It was because they have a track record of proven success in doing what I would like to do. And so by being able to reach out and realize that everyone is either a click away or there are few people away from me on LinkedIn, it allowed me to find the people that could really make a difference. In so my did life. you know these people before you asked them to be your mentor? No, not, not at all. Um, what I it, it basically started off with either reading their books, reading their materials, finding out that they had an online program. Um, once I joined the online program, I found out that they did, they did workshops. Then I joined their workshop. And next thing I know, I'm taking a picture with them. Next thing I know after that, I'm being interviewed by them. So like, if you look at my LinkedIn profile on, on whatnot on my website, you'll see a link, uh, an interview of Jack Canfield and I on his show uh, about successful authors and, and, and so on. And so it didn't start with me knowing that person because I can have a mentor. I can have a mentor from the past that I've never met that's that's now gone, but I can read their books. 
I can listen to the audio if they have an audio program. If they have a webinar or video program, I can watch it and listen to it. I can study it. And that hmm. was the other thing is that music taught me that, okay, I'm going into this lesson and no matter how well I got to the point where I played, I knew that there was still more I could learn. So, so it kept what, me curious and open. What I'm hearing from you is someone could be a mentor of yours without them even necessarily knowing they're a mentor of yours. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So now, most of my mentors know me and actually I work with them on a regular basis. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. John Gordon, who wrote The Energy Buzz and about 15 other really great books, also parables, uh, is a guy I've like listened to everything he's ever done. And I got connected. And actually, if you go back, way back in the history logs of the show, I actually had him on a guest on the show. Okay. He, he literally was the only guest on the show that the show was short because I was so nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I was star, I was starstruck. Right. Um, do you have relationships though, that are more formal mentorship programs? Sure. Like uh, one of my mentors is a gentleman named Dr. Paul Shilley. And he and I meet on one-on-one -on -one, uh, once a month. Um, I'm a part of what he's called his inner circle of other thought leaders and, and experts. He has a PhD in, whole, in uh, accelerated learning. He's written a number of courses and programs. He works. He started an organization called Learning Strategies that he sold his component to, and he has le Shilly Learning, and um, he's built a number of companies. But he's also really big in neuroscience and whole brain learning and energy management, but also something called photo reading, where you learn how to read a book within a couple hours that would normally take you five or six hours. And, uh, and, and so a lot of that, I'll, I'll share this real quick story with you. A lot of that was in the last few years for me was the impetus of that in 2018, I was at a workshop, let's say a retreat for the weekend and getting up that morning, jumping in the shower, I had a major bout with vertigo. I couldn't tell whether up was down, right was left. I was rushed to the hospital after being in the hospital for a day and a half, being diagnosed, the doctors came out and said, uh, Mr. Leonard, you have you had a major bout with vertigo and we're not sure all of what's going on, but you need to go see a specialist. But to go home, we need, to, we need you to use this walker and show that you can scoot yourself down the hallway because we can't release you if you can't. And so I was able to show that I could scoot myself down the hallway, but I could not walk on my own. What I discovered later was that it that the vertigo had wiped out my vestibular system. I had lost 86% capability in my right inner ear, which is a part of the brain. So I had like little brain trauma. Wow. That happened six weeks before my TEDx. Oh my goodness. So I go, and I'm an independent consultant at that time. I'm not owning the bigger company with a lot of people working for me. I'm an independent consultant working for a major corporation or, or a state agency doing some really cool things. And I'm laying in bed. I talked to them and that's like, listen, I'm, I got this thing that happened. They were like, okay, do what you got to do. I'm laying in bed and I'm thinking, is this my life? As is because I felt like I had a concussion. I felt like I was on a big boat in the middle of the ocean and I'm the sole breadwinner for the household. So all of these thoughts are going through my head. And I'm sure if you've ever been through something like that, you can imagine what that felt like. But then my, I thought about my TEDx talk, and it's called What If Practices Performance? And I talk about the neuroscience of music. 
And so as soon as I could get up, I would hold onto the walker, I hold onto the walls, and I made myself, got to my office, I grabbed my bass, I played for a little bit, exhausted, I went back to bed. I woke up the next day, I felt better. Interested in Tortle's learning management system? Why not try it for free today? Tortle is offering a free LMS for up to 25 users. With Tortle's easy-to-use self-authoring tool and free quick start guide, you'll have courses up in no time. Sign up today and you'll experience one of the easiest to use LMSs in the marketplace today. To learn more, visit tortle.com slash LMS. I felt a little different. Hmm. I still couldn't walk on my own. And every day I played my bass and every day I would try to step. Every day I would play my bass. Three weeks later, I walked into my doctor's office unassisted, very gated and very deliberate. Three weeks after that, I walked on stage and delivered my TEDx talk and even wrote a song called Vertigo that I recorded on iTunes with a producer up in Philadelphia. Up so in Philadelphia. if people want to listen to your TEDx talk, how do they, they find your TEDx talk? They, just query my name, um, type in and Google Gerald J. Leonard TEDx talk, and it'll bring it up. Yeah, very cool. So this show is about training, training unleashed. The, the whole theory is that companies don't value training. Right. And that when they invest in training, they unleash improvements in profitability, growth, and operational excellence. Exactly. Okay. And one of the areas that I think is missing in most companies is mentorship. Yeah. And, you know, how do you take, you know, and create more of an internal formal mentorship program, uh, but, a, a you know, a, a safe, a safe space. Yeah. So what advice would you give to our listeners that say, you know, I really would love to build a mentorship program within within my company. You know, how and you know, how would that work? And, and I also remind my people, everyone here in training that, you know, always start with yourselves. Yes. Right. <laughs> so if you think a mentorship program would make sense for the company, you know, be a mentor yourself. Find a mentor yourself. Yes, but I'll, I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you actually now answer the question. Sure. So to answer that question, I want to just finish really quickly that story because once I went through that process, I realized I needed to. I needed mentoring and coaching and help to get to where I to where I'm at now. And I found Dr. Schilling's other folks, and they helped me through the mentoring to learn about kinesiology, to learn about brain gyms, to learn about whole brain learning and so on. And, you know, I'll, and, and to, to directly answer your question, I'll refer to an example of Best Buy and a gentleman named Hubert Jolly. He's the CEO of, of Best Buy at the time when Best Buy was really struggling and trying to figure out was Amazon going to take it over and was it going to, was it going to have to close its doors? He was recommended to hire Marshall Goldsmith as a coach. And at first he struggled with it because he says, well, I'm, you know, most people think in corporate America that you only need a coach if you're struggling. But I, I, but I challenge you to think how many of the best and highest paid people in the world on the, on the professional athlete that are professional athletes or, or sprinters or Olympians have coaches. And they spend millions of dollars to have the right coach because they know if I can get just a little bit better, 
it's I'm gonna I'm gonna win the big the big ring. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna win the championship. And so he realized that he needed a coach, not because he was struggling, but because he wanted to get better. And as a CEO of Best Buy that was struggling, who then got a coach and shared it with the rest of everyone else and set up a program that it was it was okay for everyone to have a coach and everyone needed a coach. He turned Best Buy around and turned it into the company that has that survived and actually partnered with Amazon and partnered. It became the showcase. If you want to know what technology can use instead of just offering off of Amazon right away, you can walk into Best Buy and test it out. Right. And many times you just pick it up and buy it from there because you're right there in the store. But he realized I needed to partner. He would have never come up with the ideas and the strategies to keep Best Buy's doors open if it wasn't for coaching. And so I would say having a a strategic coaching program and mentoring program is a strategic value add to the organization and will impact the bottom line of a company. If you do it the right way and it starts with the top. In your mind, because you sound like you're using the term coach and mentor interchangeably, but what's the difference in your mind between a coach and a mentor? Okay, so for me, a coach is someone who's going to ask me a lot of questions and help guide me. A mentor is someone that who has really established themselves and set the pace, and they're out front living this life, and you want to you want to be able to pick their brain and figure out how do you get to where they are. Yeah. Now, a coach may not be exactly where you are. They may not have played the game or they may have played it earlier and they're now doing a lot more coaching, but they know how to ask the right questions so that you find out within yourself that you have the, you have the answer. They just help you pull out the answers within yourself. And here's how I look at coaching and mentoring. And again, I do kind of use them a little interchangeably. But I think they're so they're very powerful because I and his the best metaphor I've ever come up with is mentoring and coaching is like being in the HOV lane for your life and success. Because you Ooh. think about afternoon, afternoon commuting. If you ever get if you live in Atlanta, DC, LA, any of these big cities, and even I mean, I again I grew up in Lakeland, Florida, and now between Tampa and Orlando, traffic is horrible. But if you have another person in the car with you, you get to get on the express lane. You get to get on the HOV lane. And while everybody's in the car by themselves, trying to figure it out, trying to show that they can do it by themselves, they're either running out of gas, getting frustrated with people cutting them off, and it's taking them two hours to get home, where if you have somebody with you and you get in the HOV lane, you're getting there in 15, 20 minutes. You're going 70 miles an hour. You're you're in cruise control. In fact, life is a lot easier when you have someone with you that actually has is more of a tour guide, not just someone who gives you a brochure, but actually has been there, done that before, and they can help you avoid all the mistakes and help you uh, get to where you're trying to go much faster. So I I look at it from that perspective, um, and that's been the tr- been the case for my life. I would if, not if I was going to take what you said and summarize it. Sure. I would say that what you're describing is a coach is a more formal program and a mentorship is an informal program. Yeah, you can look at it. You can look at it from that way. I've seen mentorship be a formal program as well. But again, I think it's the the coach is the person who's going to come beside you. And they're not exact. They may not be the person that has done all of the things that you're trying to do. 
but they have a process for coaching you and yeah. getting you to see what you have inside of yourself by asking and pulling that information out of you. The mentor is someone who's way ahead of you. They've been there, done that. They might even be retired and no longer doing it, but they have all the experience. They have the trophies on the wall. They have the number of bestseller books and so on. And they've been there, done that. And they can guide you from their knowledge and library of experience. And so I actually have both of those kinds of people in my life. Yeah, makes makes perfect sense. Um, you know, back in the days when I was running a you know multi-billion dollar company, um, one of the things that we did is in the employee review form, which is interesting because I talk about the Roy review annual review, even though I no longer believe in an annual review, but but in the review process, touch base process, whatever you want to call it is always a personal development plan. Yeah. And it's always, what does this person need to do to get there? Sometimes right. it's e-learning courses. Sometimes it's books. Sometimes it's mentorship. And maybe somewhat different is I generally, for me, a mentor is not necessarily someone you pay where a coach is someone you generally do pay. And then sometimes coaching. And the coaching um, is for more of a, you know, a, a, a true gap that someone has, um, but I, I truly believe that every employee that the company values should yeah. have a personal development plan. Oh yeah, yeah. they definitely should have a very personal development plan. And whether, the, and, and here's, how, here's my thought and my feeling about it, honestly, is that they should also have a coach. Uh, and whether the company pays for it or not, each individual person and should have should have a coach or a mentor and and it's and it's not just to fill the gap of where they're lacking right because again when i think about as a musician you know i've been playing now uh, for over 50 years been playing yeah. bass right um i can pretty much figure out what i want to do and and i can i can read the music i can kind of identify a piece but i still now, some of my coaches are, are folks that I may work with that get mentorship from, may not even play my instrument. They may just be a really good piano player, but they yeah. understand the, the nuances of music and we'll have a conversation about it. But I still will look at them and go, okay, how did you do that? And Because I'm looking at, okay, how do I get a little bit better? I think it was Pablo Picasso, who's uh, like a famous guitar player. He was like, at the time, 90 years old. And someone says, why are you still practicing? He goes, I'm still trying to get better. I'm still trying to improve, right? Yeah. He was still listening to older records of other mentors and coaches that oh, he look, had. Look, we've heard so many times that, the, you know, like Larry Bird, who I'm from Boston, big fan of, yes. was the hardest, best player on the team and the hardest working player on the team. Yeah. And when it was in the off season, he was still shooting free throws and three pointers and, you know, and the, the people are tru truly committed to their craft. Gerald, we could talk forever. We've already gone longer than I anticipated. I, I, you, you clearly are a bright man. And I also know that we've talked about just the surface yes. of the areas of things we could talk about. I'm sure our listeners would love to know more about you, a little bit more about Turnberry Premier, and the type of people that would like to reach out to you um you know who you like to work with and what types of services you know you offer as a company uh etc 
Sure, sure. If you're looking to reach out to me, obviously you can connect with me on LinkedIn, but you can also go to the landing page that we've created for this show. And it's at productivityintelligenceinstitute.com forward slash unleashed. So that's forward slash unleashed. And if you go to that website, it will provide you with a couple of uh, takeaways or are things that you can download, one around weekly goal setting and one around project management, because, you know, within the day of AI, the things that we have to work on now is ourselves, productive, and learning how to use those. And if you're interested in having a 30-minute call with me just to kind of understand a little bit more of the things I offer and what I'm doing, um, there's a link on there where you can uh, have a call with me as well, and you'll see information about my books as well. The kind of people that I work with are uh, before you go. We go for yes. further, one more time and slowly. Okay, perfect. Appreciate it. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so the website is productivityintelligenceinstitute.com. Productivityintelligenceinstitute.com forward slash unleashed. Excellent. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Please continue. Yeah, sure. And the, so the kind of uh, folks that work that work with me, either coaching or one-on-one, -on -one, are people who are trying to improve their own productivity. And in fact, because of what I've gone through when I, and that story I shared with you about the neuro neurological things I went through, I created a, a, a syndicated podcast called Productivity Smarts. In fact, my next book is, is going to be called Productivity Smarts, where I talk about the most prolific musicians of all time and what we can learn from them about being, you know, not just productive, but productively smart or intelligent, as well as, you know, my company uh, from the Turnberry Premier side, we provide all kinds of consulting, IT project management services, AI development, and so on. And uh, we're working with some really big clients that are making a big impact across the world. I wasn't expecting that. I mean, I'm not, nothing wrong. I just, because <laughs> of your background, I was expecting you to be more, culture building man you know team building management consultants and not to know that your that your company's primary strength is in technology and ai which which is great because yeah everything you every principle you talk about i have no doubt would apply to any kind of company exactly yeah exactly Exactly, because so, what I do in the, in my productivity intelligence consulting is I include the 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 team building and the and the uh, culture because anytime you manage or roll out any kind of project, you're changing the culture of an organization. So I always lead with that. You know, that's that's one of the caveats that I have with with any company I work with. I lead with the concept of culture. In fact, my first book was called Culture Is the Base. You know, uh, the, mm. the base lays the foundation of the music and the culture of your company lays the foundation for how well your company is doing. Yeah. I was just at a conference and speaking in front of about 120 people. And I said, okay, how many people here feel like they could describe the culture of their company right now if I put you on the spot? And like three people's hands went up. Because the reality is, that a comp every company has a culture they're yes. not always planned for, right? Right. They're not, right. They're, right. You know, they're not created. Right. A, the three people put their hands up for there was somebody that deliberately had a vision about what that culture should be. Exactly. And, ma and made that it made it made that happen. Right. Uh, so anyhow, we, we're way over time. That's if okay. you had one tip, because we always end with one tip to share with the audience, what would that one tip be? 
I would say that one tip would be um, really work on, again, the productivity piece and and it's work in in, in, in in intervals, something I call Pomodoros or that's called Pomodoros. And that is working in small increments of time, take a break in between because that gives you a chance to ref refresh your mind. It, uh, it basically kind of allows your brain to download into your non-conscious and conscious mind so that when you come back to work on something and, and narrowly focused, not multitasking, but single focusing on an activity, you can get it done a lot faster, a lot quicker, and a lot more effective. Wow. You know, it's interesting. And what did you call, what was the exact words you referred to that strategy as? It's called the Pomodoro technique. The Pomodoro technique. Because I live by that technique, but I never knew. In fact, I thought it was maybe just because of my personality. But no, I'll good. sit and I'll work on something for like a half hour. Yeah. And even though I could continue, I stop. Then I go work on something else for a half hour. And then when I come back to the thing I worked on before, I get like super inspired. Yeah, because you've given your brain a break and everything that you've worked on in that first half hour, when you take a break, even if it's a 15 minute break or a five minute coffee break and you come back to it, our conscious minds only have so much capacity. So when we give ourselves that break, our conscious minds downloads everything into our non-conscious, our subconscious mind. So when we come back to it, it's almost like rebooting the PC. You've cleared out yeah. the memory, but you've saved the you've saved what you've been working on. And now you, you're able to process more information and you have a better perspective as you're working on it. And you're more energized and you're more refreshed. So it's it's really difficult when people work on something and they just work on it for hours and hours and hours and hours. Pretty soon after two hours, you're, you're no, really no good. You're, you're brain dead and you're just putting out <laughs> exactly. Something. And yeah. so you can actually get a lot done in doing multiple Pomodoros, but just like by setting a clock, working for 25 minutes or 30 minutes, take a 10 minute break, come back and do, if you have a large project, do four or five of those. You'd be amazed at how much you get done. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I'm one of those odd ducks that like, if I forget to save something and lose it all, my first instinct is, ah, I'll do it a lot better the second time. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyhow, I, I want to thank you for being a guest. I want to thank our listeners. Without you, we wouldn't have a show. I want to thank my sponsors, C-Suite TV and C-Suite Radio. Everyone have a great day. Training Unleashed is brought to you by Tortal Training, specializing in e-learning and interactive online training solutions for corporate, government, nonprofit, and franchise organizations. Tortal makes effective training easier. Just go to tortal.net to gain access to real-world tools that can make a difference. That's tortal.net, T-O-R-T-A-L, tortal.net. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>